Boston Celtics tried to give it away. They really tried, but they couldn't. They won the game. There's a lot of positives from this one, including, well, the win and operating in chaos, which Joe Mazzulla seemed to really like. I'm going to explain it all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, bonus podcasts on the weekends when they play with a free, fresh podcast directly to the device of subscribers. So make sure you're one of those subscribers. You can use whatever device you'd like. You can even watch the show on YouTube and join a growing community of Celtics fans in that comment section. Thank you for making this show your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales. Used to play professional basketball. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and the Celtics overtime win over the Golden State Warriors. It was not pretty. It was at the same time, like awesome and ugly and messy, but beautiful. And it's so many different ways. It's just an absolute mess, but a beautiful mess of a game for the Celtics. Uh, So later on, I'll get into... The chaos, the uh, Joe Mazzulla loves, he, he loves these, these little kind of concepts that he throws out there. And after each game, it's, it's really fun, actually. And this one was about learning to play in chaos. And I, I love that idea because it's the Warriors are the, the you know, they, they bring the chaos and they've brought it for the Celtics. And the Warriors have been teaching the Celtics a lot lately. We'll get into that. Uh, but let's just get the first couple of segments just through the flow of this game because there's so much to get to. That's <laughs> I'm I'm kind of discombobulated a little bit by it. Still, it's hours after the game, and I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around what we saw at the Garden. So, starts out fine. They start out fine, and obviously a little bit on the erratic side. Jalen Brown early on. I thought was was terrible. Now later in, later in the game, say right about the six ten mark of the fourth quarter, things started to change. And you can say, hey, he's just started to get into rhythm, which is what he you know his, his side of the story is. He got into a rhythm later on in the game. I thought early on he was trying to force that rhythm. I think later on that rhythm came to him as he was attacking a little bit more. But very early on in the first quarter, second quarter, he had a few shots. And Tom Westerholm tweeted this out. He said, this is a very, it's Jalen Brown time. Jalen Brown, like Jalen Brown <laughs> comes out and declares it's Jalen Brown time. Uh, it was very much that kind of shot. And he, and he did take a couple of those where he had just said, I don't care what the hell is happening. I don't care what we do. I don't care anything. I'm taking the shot. It's Jalen Brown time. And I, I think he just needed to get into a little, a little bit more of the flow of the game naturally early on. Uh, he, he was really, he struggled throughout most of this game. And then over the last six minutes in overtime, he was one of the best players on the floor. He hit a huge three pointer, obviously tied the game, 
hit some big shots in the in the overtime. He was great, but it took him a while to get going. But part of part of why I start with that is because that's part of why the Celtics, I think, kind of struggled a little bit out of the gate. Jason Tatum, I thought was playing well. He was playing well, uh, but just not hitting shots. And I think the criticism of Tatum early on was a little too much, a little too much on the three, a little too three heavy. Uh, they and they were trying to get the ball out of his hands, and I think he tried a little too much to attack certain matchups. And and maybe uh, he, he kind of the way he was talking after the game kind of refuted this a little bit. But he he seemed like he saw Wiggins in front of him and said, "Oh, I owe this guy," <laughs> and was trying to really go at Wiggins, and, and it wasn't very successful. By the way, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find. The qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. So I thought Tatum got into himself into trouble when he was kind of attacking the matchups. This is what the Warriors do to the Celtics. They kind of draw you into the matchup hunting. And so the Celtics kind of fell back into that. So Tatum, but Tatum did other things. 19 rebounds in this, uh, 34 points, 19 rebounds, six assists, three steals. Seven turnovers was, I mean, that's that's really where you look at Tatum's line. And you say, oh, wow, okay, he didn't shoot well, but oh, seven turnovers. My goodness. But anyway, they he, he didn't shoot well early. He got back on track late. The combination of those two things made it a little bit of a tight game. But the Celtics got great early performances. Al Horford, I thought, obviously, he had 20 points, 10 rebounds. The beginning of the game. Even at the end of the game, he was great. People talking about how Al Horford looked like he played. He was in his 20s. The the chase down block, I think, on Jordan Poole was awesome. No one got back. Horford said, I'm, I'm getting back. He made that block, got the ball, and looked. He had this mean mug. And I wasn't sure if he was just being like, you know, mean mugging after a hell of a play or, or looking around going like, hey, how come I'm the only I'm the oldest guy on the floor? I'm the oldest guy in this friggin' building. How am I the only guy getting back? But he played great, was huge early on. Uh, you know, Horford's been a floor spacer, but he he now he against Wiggins was pretty good and getting getting where he wanted to go. And when he got those mismatches, he took full advantage of them. This game was very much a supporting cast type of thing where it was Al early, then Rob with the offensive rebounds, seven offensive rebounds for Robert Williams. The Celtics dominated the paint, and uh, it's because partly because Al got going early and went down to the rim and, and in the paint, and, and Rob was in the paint getting offensive rebounds and, and putbacks. Uh, when you come in wearing a Snoopy sweater like Al Horford did, you know you coming in to dominate. You don't walk into an NBA game with a Snoopy sweater and play soft. When you walk in with a Snoopy sweater on, you, you got to go out and play hard. And that's what Al Horford did on both counts. He did. It's like the Joe Cool Snoopy. Uh, in the third quarter, Marcus Smart, you, you know, they dared Marcus Smart to shoot and he burned them. Seven of 16 shooting, uh, three of six from three, five rebounds, four assists. He didn't have any assists at halftime. The assist ramped up in the second half, uh, fourth quarter. Uh, there was one drive where he found Brogdon. Brogdon didn't have a great game, five of 15, three of eight from three, which is okay. 
you know, you hit one more of those and, and you're at 40% at 50%, right? As it was 37 and a half percent is fine. But the Celtics got so many missed layups, so many missed. The, the, the paint numbers are spectacular, and there were an incredible amount of missed layups, points in the paint, 50 to 32 for the Celtics, and they missed a ton of shots up close. The Celtics had opportunities, plenty of opportunities to win this game and put it away. They, they built a 10-point lead in the second quarter. The second quarter, they had a lineup have it written down somewhere, but off the top of my head, I don't have the paper in front of me. Uh, it was Tatum, Brogdon, uh, Grant, Luke Cornett, and Derek White. And that lineup went on an 11-2 run to start the second quarter, and it felt like, okay, here it comes. This is the, the, the Celtics are starting to open up a little bit of a lead. The Warriors closed it a little bit, but you thought, hey, you know what? This is This is the Warriors on the road. Maybe this is the opportunity for the Celtics to start building that double-digit lead that carries into the third. Maybe you get up to 12, 15 in the third. Then fourth quarter, you make your run. It's 25. Boom, garbage time. Not so much. Celtics, Jason Tatum, one of his seven turnovers, right at the end, trying to do a little too much. I get it. There was like five seconds on the clock. He's trying to make a play, but he's, he's just motoring, and Steph Curry rips him and hits a 51-footer from the bottom end of the logo on the back backcourt side of the uh, of, of the floor. And, I mean, swishes it. Just dead, dead not bank, not like it, it rattled, nothing. That was a perfect shot from 51 feet away. Unreal. And the, cell, and, and the Warriors went into half with momentum and a one-point lead. The Celtics had a great second quarter going, and then that shot made it even. And I think that kind of, I think maybe, I don't know, discombobulated the Celtics or gave the Warriors some momentum because the third quarter wasn't great, and it wasn't until that six-minute mark of the fourth quarter that the Celtics started to step it up. But, oh, they wanted to give this thing away so bad, it felt like. I'll talk about that part of the game when I come back. First, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. Small business owners, I know how important hiring the right people is. I came up in a small business. My dad used to own restaurants. I'm also a former hiring manager once upon a time in my life, so I know how hard it is. LinkedIn Jobs does the thing that you really want the most, which is gives you a big pool of qualified candidates, and it does it with more efficiency. So check out LinkedIn jobs because it'll match your open roles to the people who have the skills, values, and and experiences that help you achieve your goals. It helps you quickly attract the qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data using highlights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. This is like building a team. You bring in 20 people for a 15-person roster, and then you start making your cuts. You identify the most qualified candidates with LinkedIn Jobs and connect it with them for fast fast and for free. Makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. This is all why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen. Check out Lockdown Game to Game after you're done with this show. Both sides of the story from each game from the local hosts. You get caught up on the night really quickly. Kind of like you're at the games. You'll know everything that's going on in the NBA. All right. Back to the game here. The Celtics in the third quarter kind of fell apart. Fourth, not fell apart, but 34-28 in the in the third quarter, but they won the fourth quarter 24 to 17. But man, okay, so they go on their their run over the last 6-10 of the fourth quarter and in overtime the Celtics outscored the Warriors by uh 11. So the Celtics are make make their run, but along the way they're just really really it feels like they're trying to like lose this game. And they, obviously they're not trying to lose this game. They're but they're playing in a in a way that it's the old turnovers. It's the same turnovers against the Warriors that we've seen. Sloppy, unbelievable live ball turnovers. I compare this game to a piece of cellophane. You ever unwrap something like that has the cellophane, the, the thin plastic cellophane covering, and there's one piece and you're just trying to get it and you pull it and now it's on your other hand and you're just shake it and you're like, no, wait, no, I can't get this. You have to like wipe it directly onto the trash can. And even then it, it's still sticking to your finger as you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That piece of cellophane was the win. And the Celtics were just kind of trying the whole time. Be like, oh, what's this? Let me turn the ball over. Let's let's make it a really, really horrible turnover that leads to a three-pointer. Maybe that'll do it. That's how I felt like this fourth quarter was going. Um, to the point where even at the end of the first overtime, when Smart uh Smart had made another turnover, uh and Curry hit the three-pointer. No, DiVincenzo hit the three-pointer. That's the one DiVincenzo hit. Celtics go down, miss a shot. Warriors come back. They have a few seconds left. Poole has a half-court heave, and I'm thinking, this is going in. We're going to a second overtime. I 100% believe that, and it didn't go in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the Celtics, for all of the good that they did, it felt like they were trading – Good poised play with horrible turnover play. But hey, you know what? The Warriors were making bad plays too. And we so focus on the Celtics making bad plays. The Warriors made mistakes too. And they had an opportunity. Both teams have a claim for a similar, a similar kind of takeaway from this game. If such and such happened, we would have won this thing going away. The Warriors probably have three, four things that they can point to. The Celtics definitely have three, four things that they can point to. Jalen playing better from the start. Jason playing better, shooting better from the start. Um, keeping the turnovers in check, playing with a little bit more, just playing a little more cleanly there. Um, just, I mean, just those three things right there uh, would have would have probably made this a more comfortable win. I was expecting a more comfortable win by the Celtics there. But, hey, this was a, a tough game. As Joe Missoula said after the game, 
two really good teams throwing haymakers at each other. And it's almost as if this team, the, the, Jason Tatum actually had a really good, a really good quote after the game talking about how, you know, the first time around these, the Celtics really looked at that first Warriors game as an actual rematch and they played tense and they came out in this one and they kind of tried to look at it as another game and they played a little bit more relaxed. But I still think that the Warriors represented a little something. I don't think they were a hundred percent honest with us after the game because there was still there were still tense moments closing out that game. The Celtics still uncharacteristic with some of the mistakes that they were making. And you do have to credit the Warriors for playing tough defense and playing, you know, speeding the Celtics up and getting the Celtics to, to make bad plays. And, and it's not just that the Celtics came out and just started like, like they'd been hit on the head and walking around with concussions and throwing the ball all over the place. The Warriors had to play that defense and they do play great defense. You have to give them the credit. They were playing desperate. They were trying to turn the Celtics over. They were doing everything they can to do it. And the Celtics played into it. They played too fast. They got a little rattled and they made good plays up until it was time to hold on to the lead. And then they kind of gave it up. Look, Al Horford had one play where he had uh, a blocked shot with a minute to go. So Horford, it's 104 to 100. I, you know, in fact, I can go back even further because the Celtics, the Celtics are making these runs. Horford blocks uh, Wiggins. Tatum gets a rebound, turnover. Jordan Poole gets the dunk. So a two-point game and a great defensive play with three minutes to go, just over three minutes to go, and the Celtics starting to the, – the momentum is there. The Garden is going bananas. Tatum has a turnover. There it goes. Now it's a four-point game. You, you start to think, like, are they really going to do it? In fact, I can go to one one step before that where uh, – the would uh, Draymond Green hits a three pointer. Like Draymond, of all people, hits a three pointer. Here come the Celtics. Jalen has a steal and a dunk. Tatum gets uh, fouled, gets two free throws. And then they get a miss, come down. Jalen misses a shot. Tatum misses a shot, misses a tip in. Missed opportunity there, settling for a three pointer. Um, Poole missed his shot at 5.05. Jalen Brown. Missed it 12 seconds later. They get down there. Jalen misses the shot. Uh, Draymond comes down, hits his three-pointer. He's like, oh, God, that was a missed chance. The Celtics, I don't think they, they they really have it in them to do it. Okay, so Tatum hits his jump shot. That was in the Paul Pierce spot, right elbow. I even wrote it down in my notes. That was, that was in the Paul Pierce spot. And I thought, okay, here's the momentum. Tatum hits that shot. Here comes Wiggins. Horford block. Tatum gets the rebound. Turnover. Poole gets the dunk. Ugh. Celtics find a way. Tatum gets a dunk. They trade baskets. Horford, corner three, cash. Minute 30 to go. 
Then he comes down, blocks Jordan Poole. Unbelievable momentum. The garden is going crazy again, louder than the first time. Tatum, turnover. Oh, what? Come on, guys. That's that flow of the game. I, at the whole time, I'm thinking they just they just are not going to be able to find a way. It's gonna the whole story here is gonna be can't find a way against the Warriors. Curry gets a layup, then Jalen amazingly hits a three pointer. Uh, after the night type of shooting night that he had had to hit that shot was huge. Nice find by Marcus Smart. Uh, the Celtics uh, tie it up. And they go into overtime. And overtime was great. They put together an 8-0 run in OT. They're up 118-111. They're feeling really good. But here comes here come the Warriors again. And here come the Celtics mistakes again. Um, the the smart time, the smart uh, turnover was brutal. And then the next time. He almost threw it away again, but they were rescued. So this was this was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Great play, horrible play. Great play, horrible play. Great play, horrible play. Was this good for the Celtics or bad? Well, they won. So positive spin? Let's go with the positive spin. Negative spin is you can't keep doing that. And you got to be better at closing the games. Positive spin. The Warriors brought chaos, and the Celtics are learning how to play in it. That's Joe Missoula's message. We'll talk about that next. First, today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar, the most delicious, amazing protein bar out there. I love Built Bars. I go buy them myself. Uh, they send me some, but I buy plenty. I've spent my own money. By going to built.com using the promo code LOCKDOWN15, you get 15% off your order. But now also, you can go to Walmart. They have them stocked at Walmart. You just go to the pharmacy section. You can get yourself a box of Built Bars. They have the four-bar box over at uh, Walmart. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. Or, belong to Sam's Club, 13-bar box with the hit flavors brownie batter and churro. Now you're thinking, John, how are these healthy you just said cookies and cream. You just said double chocolate. You just said brownie batter. Churro. Don't tell me these are healthy, John. Well, they're only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein. So take that, straw man. These are delicious. They are nutritious. They're great if you're trying to wean yourself off the actual desserts that you've been so addicted to. I'm one of those people. Uh, from the holidays, or you're trying to get yourself back in shape, one of these protein bars is a nice little treat. And also, uh, it's good to get you all that protein after a workout. Again, you can go to built.com, use a promo code LOCK15. You can go to Walmart, you can go to Sands Club. No matter how you do it, you're going to want to get yourself some built bars. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Hey, for your second listen, you can check out the other team's podcast, like Lockdown Warriors. You want to get the other perspective? From this game, let me tell you, the second segment of Locked On Warriors is a gem. It's a gem. Complaining about the officials. Oh, man. You're going to want to go listen to that. Go to their YouTube page. Hop in their comments. 
Let them know what you think about the uh, complaints about the officials, the entire segment se- second segment. When I say chef's kiss, it is just amazing. Oh, man. It is. It's. It's. If you need to pick me up, it's it's beautiful. All right. Uh, the Celtics obviously struggled down the stretch. It's not, it's not the way you want to see a team close out a game. Joe Missoula, I mean, I'm really so fascinated with Joe Missoula. I, I want to, I, I don't even want to sit there and interview him. I want to talk to him for like two hours just to kind of get inside his head. I want to see how he just normally thinks about everyday stuff because he is, he just takes things differently than everybody else. So his, his whole thing after this game was, Hey, look, man, everybody's going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to make these mistakes. You know, sometimes you make mistakes and they're bad. Sometimes they look really bad, but the whole thing is it's not about the mistakes because you're never going to make it perfect. And that is a hundred percent true. A hundred percent. We cannot expect the Celtics to be perfect. Even though part of my job is kind of setting that level of perfection and constantly trying to figure out how the Celtics can achieve that and knowing that they're never going to because no basketball team ever plays the the perfect, 100% perfect, absolute best game. It's not like uh, Jason Mendoza playing the perfect game of Madden before he walks through the door on the good place. That doesn't happen in the NBA. So to that point, Joe Mazzulla, 100% right, and I love his mentality about that. It's not about making the game perfect. It's how do you navigate the chaos of the imperfect game? That's where the real magic is. How do you sit there and say, oh, man, I really biffed that one. And then say, well, on to the next play. Next one, please. Okay. How are you, Jason Tatum, and making some, I mean, honestly, Terrible, terrible turnovers. Marcus Smart, terrible turnover. The, I mean, you look at that on film, he's going to look at that. Those guys are going to look at that on film and go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? I think they can all admit that. No, I'm not speaking out of turn when I say that. But I think the key for Missoula and the key for the Celtics is when you do that, especially how they did it against the Warriors. When you do that, especially egregiously, what do you do next? And that's really where great teams thrive. Okay, I screwed up. My bad. You think I really wanted to turn the ball over in that situation? No. So get off my back. Next play. Turn the ball over, get back, play defense. Try to figure out how to get a stop. Now, the Warriors are the Warriors, and when you mess up that bad, chances are it's going to end up as a three-pointer. Killer, right? Just a Draymond Green kick to the nether region. But continuing to push, continuing to get past and make the next play, when you look at the end of this game, If you look just past the bad play that everybody agrees and acknowledges, you see 
the next good play. And you see what ultimately led to a Celtics win. Learning how to play and thrive in the chaos is where the Celtics need to get. And in a way, I want to thank the Warriors for these lessons. The Warriors have been the bringers of extraordinary lessons for the Celtics. Not only the loss in the finals, big time lesson there, the loss in December where Celtics did come out. Again, Tatum was like, yeah, we were too tense. We got caught up in that moment. We thought it was a rematch. We approached it like a rematch. Well, they came in and they applied a lesson to start this game and saying, hey, it's we didn't we didn't treat it as a rematch. It's it's a, a January 19th game against a, a really good team. And the Warriors, despite their record, 500 record, are still a really good team. They're still very much capable of doing great things. A Celtics-Warriors rematch in the finals is not out of the question at all. If they get fully healthy and play their best, yeah, 100%. I can 100% see the Warriors making it out of the West. These lessons that they're teaching the Celtics are very much kind of master-to-student lessons. And the Celtics are impressively actually absorbing them. Obviously, you don't want to learn the lesson the hard way. Would have preferred that the Celtics win the championship. Would have preferred that they win in December. I mean, you want to you want them to win every game. You want the Celtics to go 82 and 0 and then sweep through the playoffs, 16 and 0 in the playoffs. That's not possible. That's not going to happen. That's that's just not going to be anywhere close to anything that's happening and and especially in this NBA with these teams, every team has flaws. The Celtics are the best team in the league, but certainly could be better, better at certain things. So thriving in the chaos is important in the Celtics. Hey, not the best, but when you're learning to swim every once in a while, you know, when you're starting out, the the first few laps in the pool are a little choppy. And this is, they are thrown in the deep end. The Celtics are, you know, Tatum and Brown, Young guys, the, that run to the championship, that finals last year was kind of out of nowhere. You're thrown into the deep end. You got to learn how to swim. And not everybody looks like Michael Phelps at the beginning. So you got to flail around and splash around. And the Celtics spent the, the end of the fourth quarter and the end of overtime splashing and flailing. But you know what they did? They didn't sink. They got to the other end of the pool. And a little crazy, a little heavy breathing, a little frantic, swallowed a little bit of water. You know what I mean? But they got out of the pool, they finished their laps, and they won. So this is all just going to go into the pile, and hopefully the next thing uh, is a little bit easier, whatever it is. Maybe it's the Raptors game on Saturday, because after Tatum played 48 minutes, I didn't even mention this, <laughs> Tatum Came out of the game in the first quarter, went back in, and never checked out again. Whole second quarter, whole second half, whole overtime, 48 minutes. Take the night off against Toronto, please. Take the night off because uh, Derek White wasn't particularly great, and he only played 17 and a half minutes, so he's going to be fresh. 
Give him plenty of time against the Raptors. Give Jalen Brown the number one slot against the Raptors. And then uh, just prepare for the Florida back-to-back. I'd rather have Tatum ready for Orlando and Miami. Forget the Raptors. I mean, you should be able to beat the Raptors with without Tatum. So take the night off. 48 minutes and 7 seconds for uh, to, to get to that 34 points. 19 rebounds. 19 boards, Tatum. Damn. That's nice. That's that's when you talk about doing other things. Career best. Pretty good. All right. That's the show. That's the podcast. Uh, Celtics play Toronto on Saturday. I'll give you a quick post-game pod after that, assuming that they win. And then Orlando, Miami next week. It's just a, just a big, fun gauntlet on the road. So I'll be here after all of that. Subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast, whatever app you want to use. It's also on YouTube. Hop onto that YouTube page. Ring the bell to get notified when shows drop. Hop into the comment section. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Or whatever. Agree with me. Shower me with praise. I like that too. <laughs> and if you'd like, share the podcast. Tell your friends and family that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.